No, I can't think of it. Which is good because I'm not going to start the podcast now when I'm drawing a blank. They, they do some kind of podcast where they just play games and it goes on. For, I think it has to be 24 hours. That would so, be fun. So they get different crews to come in and keep people interested throughout the day. Huh. Usually they get up to some kind of antics. Like the guy, na- guy named Mike Jones will eat something until he throws up, usually. Gross. Yeah. That's nice. Well, it's for the, for the kids. That's their motto. Throwing up for the kids. Yeah. They make a ton of money oh, for whatever charity it is. That's good. <laughs> I, I've always, if there was one YouTube video that I'd want to copy just because I find it so funny, and we could do it because we all have a bunch of personality. Years ago, there was a guy named Corey Vidal, and he did a Blend Your Own Adventure. I'm sure you've seen it. Blend Your Own Adventure? Yes. So how does that work? So it was a sponsorship with Blendtec. You know them? Yes, okay. they have one. I mean, they the will it blend or whatever? Will it blend? That yeah. is the question. I love that channel. So it was a sponsorship by Blendtec. Lisa Blender was. And the entire, the original thing was just Corey, and then he had a bunch of friends doing it. But you would, it was when annotations became a thing. So you would have a bunch of food laid out on the table, and you would get to choose your two different uh, options. Okay. And you would put both those options into a blender, blend it, and you would have to drink it. You can click two annotations. Well, no, you or, pick or you one, click one, and then, and then it would take video. you to one where he's like, hey, you picked eggs. Okay. Thank you. And then you got to pick another one, and then it would be like, oh, you picked eggs and a cheeseburger. We're going to blend it, or whatever. And it was fun. It's, it's a, lots of people took advantage of those annotations, and I don't even think they exist anymore. They do. At least they... You Nobody can do them easily. Them. What about what about for mobile? I know uh, you can do you polls. Actually, my phone, you can click on the YouTube annotations on the YouTube app at least. Thing, things have think changed a lot before. in that realm. Because I know when they first came out, there, there was nothing on the phones. I guess the phone screens are big enough. Even yeah. advertisements, I think, came first to the desktop. And they couldn't even integrate it into... Uh, especially if you had like an old iPod Touch or something... I remember it was, YouTube was its own application that would come with the device, and it was entirely different than anything you would get on any other device. Hmm. I, it was a very and you, it was one of the things that you could shut off the the screen and it would still keep playing sound and, and things like that. But of course, that went away with time as YouTube developed their own app that the, you'd have to download. Yeah, and then YouTube Red is the only time you can shut your screen off. That's screen such off. an advanced feature that you just can't get that. You can't get it else. if you're not paying for it. No, so. I guess not. Um, but no, that that was just such a fun concept, and every so often I think we could friggin' do that. I mean, we have, we have enough of a we have a blender, a crowd of people where that. I mean, if you put sushi and whatever in front of us, no, it would be a blatant ripoff. We would need something a little bit different. It's true. Um, when. <laughs> When it was it was a weird thing. Somebody suggested it. We didn't raise any money for it for whatever reason. But when I was doing the sitcom and we, one of the first Kickstarters in Canada, because Kickstarter had just come to Canada, so I was one of the first. Okay. Like, first ten original Kickstarters. Ultimately, I was also one of the first Canadian Kickstarters to fail. So, I have that distinction. As many well, Kickstarters do, though. Yeah, but one of our levels. For whatever reason, we thought it would be funny to do is we, we had two women, and if you were to reach this level, one of the benefits were you got to choose what they poured down their pants. Oh. Now, 
Because in the sitcom, one of the guys, to get rid of a boner, pours orange juice down his pants. Cold orange juice. Theoretically, it would work. Theoretically. It was quite funny to watch. So I think that's why we did it. Nobody went for that. But that was at least original. (laughs) Sort of. If we wanted to go for a choose-your-own-adventure style, I think you could almost do like a... We, we would use Tila's scream or no scream idea and say, we yeah. ice cream. That'd be, that'd be kind of original. We get to cream your own adventure. <laughs> That's funny, though. We could do it. I'd be down. Some things really wouldn't go with cream, though. But No. We could do it. I'd be down. I don't want to eat it, but I can make it. <laughs> You'd have to be a part of it. Yeah, I know. I'll film it. Uh, yeah, do you have to be in front of the camera? Fair enough. Because the second Blend Your Own Adventure, you got to pick the person you wanted to to consume it. With. So everybody had to. No. Oh. You got to, the, the base video, you got to choose the person you wanted to play with. Okay. So you'd pick somebody and they'd have their own selection of things. Oh, their own little adventure. So, I mean, we could easily do that with, you know, you, Andrew, Justin, Tila, myself. Okay. See. Rotating guests would make sense to, to milk it little bit it'd be funny hmm. i'm thinking more of like a video game style thing would be an interesting yeah, i'm surprised that never took off if you just went on like a, a like, hike somewhere and you had a series of events that wouldn't unfold almost like an oregon trail if anything and you could make it pretty complex i would imagine with the annotation system at least enough to feel like you're actually choosing where to go there was a there was a a ad that popped up on my facebook feed like a month ago and it was for a choose your own adventure dating video series like it was a it was a parody of date like whatever so i clicked on it and choose your own adventure sometimes suck if you you know Pick. don't if if you wait too long to choose then they just kind of repeat themselves this one they must have really took filming into consideration so after they act through you're allowed to choose but they just sit and wait so they could have easily, I don't know how long they filmed for, but they could have filmed for like 20 minutes just sitting you, and waiting. Well, you should be able to respond. see how long the, the video is. Well, no, because it was in its own player. It was a, oh. like it wasn't a YouTube clip. But it was neat because it, it was kind of real-time video with selections. It was well done. Huh. I wonder if you could just loop it in a way that like after it gets to a certain point, it just loops a second part to the video where they're just waiting. Possibly. It'd make it a lot easier. Would be, hmm. but it was fun. I got to, I got to watch, uh, a guy break up with a girl, and I got to be the girl, the really sad girl. <laughs> it was fun. She was not happy. So, stuff like that's neat. I'm surprised it actually didn't take off on YouTube. There's not too many. I can't think of one choose your own adventure on YouTube that I've enjoyed. One Except thing, for Blend Your Own Adventure. One thing that's kind of similar to that is almost the Twitch Plays series of things. Are you familiar with Twitch Plays Pokemon? Wow, you missed a major phenomenon. That was, I don't know how many years ago that was now. The, the idea, Twitch is a live screen, streaming yeah, I know that, service, right? But. So somebody would live stream a view of a, a Game Boy. I don't even know if it might, must have been an emulator or something. And it, it, Pokemon would be the game that was being played. On Twitch, you could input commands via the chat. So you could you could tell the Game Boy that you want to go down or up or left or right or press a start button or select button, whatever button you choose. 
And through those commands, there'd be, there was a live stream of the game and there would just be, I don't know how many thousands of people at the same time trying to input commands. And the question was, could they beat Pokemon? And it was just this insane process where they would get their characters stuck in like a building for days just because nobody could agree on, you know, what direction to go and there'd just be conflicting answers the whole time. And it just, it was insanity. I'm pretty sure they beat it. I don't remember how long it took. Weird. But yeah, you can, you can mass, I don't even know what you would call that. There was sort of a name for it. Not like a massive multiplayer experience, but something a little different. I wonder when movies are going to go that way, where you get to input commands. Well, that is just a video game, isn't it? Kind of. I know, I think it's on HBO, again, bad at research. Welcome to Something Funny Happened on the Way to the Podcast. <laughs> that's, yes, that's the chosen that's now, title. Now that we have a title. Um, not known for our research. There's a show, it's got to be on HBO, could be Showtime can't remember they're releasing a choose your own adventure beforehand with actual clips from the show and you get to choose how it plays out i think it's a murder mystery so you get to play through it okay and then three months after it's all released or whatever you actually get to see the actual directed and written storyline unfold on tv so you kind of get to see how where you were right where you're wrong type thing that's kind of interesting a little bit and then i mean you you I mean, it's kind of like the way Clue was. Clue was Clue was a neat movie that got released where they would release, they would ship different versions of the movie to different theaters. That's a really novel concept. It, well, I mean, it really only worked with Clue, so that it, way every theater would have a different. A different it was so mystery. and so in a in the yeah. so and so and what with the candlestick. Having that kind of interest introduces a little bit of level of uncertainty. Like you want to know what everybody else experienced because no, nobody exp knew one hundred percent until it was released on DVD. Yeah, exactly, and you don't know what anybody else experienced. And I think a game that did that really well was the Mass Effect series. I don't know if you've played any of that. You know, basically, it wasn't. I didn't think it was explicitly mentioned to begin with. But the con, what you did in the first game, had consequences in the second if you had the save file present. Really? And same with the third after that. So you could have a very different experience of the game from what I understand. Oh, that's neat. Depending on how you played the first two. And you would have, you'd be presented it in a totally different way. Hmm. And it, it's, it's a game known for its grandiose scale of things. Like it's, there's a lot of complexity to it. So it, it's, it's kind of cool, but it leaves you wondering, and there's re uh, replay value in that too, I would imagine. There is, but then it's not just replaying one game, you have to replay three. three. And it's not a short game either. What would happen if you started at game three and it had nothing to choose from? There, there is a way that it would unfold, but... Randomly, probably. I don't know how different it would be to having a past set of saves. Hmm. I'm sure there's somebody who's played the game 40 times and can tell you all the different variations. I remember for one of them, everybody's talking about, yeah, there's 10 different endings. And, you you know, some people would, would be like, oh, yeah, I remember, I loved it when this happened at the end. It was so good. And someone would be like, what do you mean? Like, that never happened. <laughs> this is a very baffling experience for people who didn't expect it to be that way. I'm good with, like, a simple choose-your-own-ending, like in GTA V. I don't care if the story's the same. If I get to choose the way it plays out, I'm okay with that. They even started that a little bit in Grand Theft Auto 4, but it was really strange because it would usually be you picking between who lives and who dies. Like, I think it was... And it was stupid for GTA 4 because at the end it was... 
the consequence was either Roman dies, your cousin, or his wife to be dies, and then he hates you. Yeah. But if you if you save him, he hates you. If you don't save him, he's dead. And she hates you. Yes. So it was a lose lose. It was. Nah, I mean, if you're that type of guy, you might think maybe, well, my cousin dies. I can take this girl on the family legacy with his wife or wife to be. I don't even. Hmm. I don't even think Nico game. likes her that much. I haven't played that in a long time. It's such a good game. I don't know. That I, was the first Grand Theft Auto that I owned. I would say it's the first one Actually, that I... Actually, yeah, that's a lie. I owned Grand Theft Auto Vice City Stories on yeah. PlayStation Portable. I had that too. That's true. That is the first one that I owned. Because I, I remember playing it as a kid, much too young for my parents to let me play it. But I, I played Grand Theft Auto 3 and the original Vice City. I played it, I played it at Neighbors, but yeah. Vice City Stories was the first one I got. and So did I, because it was portable. I could hide it. It was so much my easier. My parents bought it for me. Oh, never mind. Well, my, I, I don't understand why. Looking back, it's one of the mysteries of... I mean, I haven't shot anybody. Like, I, 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 I grew up. It was mine. I was allowed to play it. There was swearing. You know, stuff like that. It, it, it's weird because my dad's not dumb. My mom wasn't dumb, yet they let me do it. It, it was that, and I had a uh, Sims 2 Castaway Stories. or Sim, Yeah, Sims 2. That was mature? No. Oh. So I had, like, a kid's game. Like, oh. the two main ones that I played. But it, it it must have been. So they were over. They were very protective before that. Like, how old were you when that was a? Cause I was probably like four, uh, thirteen. I don't know. You wouldn't. Have, you, you wouldn't have been fourteen. No. No. Maybe they did. Careful. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like the oldest I could have been. Assuming that I am remembering my mother giving it would have been 12. Absolute oldest. Hmm. But that's, that would have been 2004. Did it even come out then? Would have been 2003. Are you searching it? I am searching it just because I am quite curious myself. Was it released on anything but the PlayStation 4? Originally, no. It was just PSP, and then later on it got a, it got a transition Four. to consoles. Yeah, I, I remember. Okay. Initial release was 2006. Okay. So. That puts me at 12 years old. That puts me at a little bit older. So I was 14. That's a little bit better. And yet keeps the clean image of the mother that I would like. I don't think I got it until I was about 14 years old. Because that's when I got a PlayStation. That means I was already living with my stepmom and whatnot. So time-wise, yeah, okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Do you ever feel guilty? About what? Playing mature no, games? Not, not that. Sometimes, and sometimes it's weird because I feel guilty about odd things, but when I'm buying gifts for my nephews and I see, I see the prices of things, mm -hmm. or if I'm thinking, wow, look at how pricey a um, uh, Nintendo DS is or was. Sure. I had one, my brother had one. No, we were, my family was. The things that your parents would the, buy you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I feel bad. <laughs> There's certain things that I did. Like, I definitely got a lot of neat. I had a dirt bike when I was very young. I was probably six years old when we got it. And I, I, it's still working to, to this day. And there's certain, there's certain things that my parents bought that were really good decisions because they, they, they had a long life to them. 
I think it's the senseless toys that that would just break in two weeks mm-hmm. that I would I feel a little bit guilty about. But then again, there's certain things that I I don't really know how accessible were they that they were. But like, if I had a kid, there's no way that I'm not. I wouldn't even think twice about handing him an old DSLR I used to use. I don't. It, oh, maybe exactly. it costed me a thousand dollars when I got it, but you know what? I think it'd be worth them learning the skills for that kind of thing. It's not a big deal. Well, yeah, that wedding we did with the the girl who was running yeah. around the wedding shooting the DSLR. She Hand was so camera. happy. Yeah. And it was a in T2I. And, and have fun. <laughs> it, it's very accessible now, too. Like, I, I remember, I always think it's funny when my dad would talk about it a lot, you know, these really high-end cameras he got. The, the last film camera he ever got, and it was right when digital was already becoming a thing, was an Minolta camera. Maybe it was a really high-end one, but Minolta made really shitty-feeling plastic cameras, and he had a he had an 18, whatever they call it, maybe like a 24 to 55 or some, something along those lines. Maybe it was a 24 to 80 and then a 70 to 200. And like we're talking like a 3.5 to a 5.6. And he thought it was the most advanced thing possible. Probably wouldn't let me touch the thing, really. And he did get a digital camera shortly after that, and I broke it. So probably a good idea. But Fair point. Fair point. But it, it's just this weird... People were going for the techno, like all these technical specifications back then, even at the end of the film era. But you know what? When hipsters pick up a film camera, they want something without a without a battery in it, something mechanical, you something know. that goes for you know fifty bucks on eBay, kind of thing. It, it it's weird to see how people thought of what they thought was valuable back then, in my opinion. My the first camera I ever touched, first camera I ever dealt with, was a Sony camcorder. My I had it it was my parents it was expensive and i used it and looking back it's really not surprising what i'm doing now video wise because you put the camera in my hands i remember making the stupidest videos with with my friends yeah like just stupidest videos with equipment that i didn't it worked it was automatic right yeah, like that's, press that's the one thing. you press play and really happy times and then i feel guilt i used to I, used to, I mean, we talked about it before, and I, I definitely don't to that to that much. Anyways, I had an interesting childhood. I used to play The Sims 2 mm-hmm. a lot, and a game called Jurassic Park Operation Genesis, which was like Zoo Tycoon, but Jurassic Park themed. Very fun. I used to play it a lot. And you wouldn't be able to tell, but I was not necessarily antisocial, but I wasn't the most popular. And I spent a lot of time in front of the computer. My brother liked hockey, and now with the way that things have played out, I feel guilty because I missed out on so much, but also at the same time, I wouldn't be who I am today. And I'm very happy with most parts of my life now without being in front of a computer and then eventually learning Movie Maker. And then that was the big progression. Windows Movie Maker was a big step forward. (laughs) I would say on that note, I really, I feel like a lot of the things that would happen in my childhood and the way that I, because like, I, I played a ton of video games too, and I probably would prefer to do that most of the time as opposed to playing with friends or, or whatever, although I did plenty of that too. I could never have in a million years predicted where I am now based on what I did back then. Like nothing, nothing I took an interest in. Hindsight is 2020. You can connect the dots now. Oh, I did this back then. This, yeah. And- but you picked up a camera and you got into film from that. And I, 
I mean, I went to school for biology. I didn't figure out that I even really cared that much about science and biology until I was in the, probably the 10th or 11th grade. I wasn't going to go to film school until my teacher suggested I was going to go into hospitality. Yeah. And then I made that movie with Justin. I'm like, I guess I could do this. And here I am. But hmm. no, it's it's weird how the the paths cross and then you and I meet in a coffee shop and you show me photos on a tablet and yeah yeah and I guess my motives of that time were different too because all I really wanted was a job where I could get better at shooting weddings because I already had a wedding lined up I was and I knew I'd, I'd helped at weddings I'd assisted at weddings but I'm like ah I want to do this for myself how about I go practice on somebody else's time and it did it worked out pretty well I recommend well, so. not doing it for yourself it is not fun to just start it up. <laughs> it was never necessarily going to be a big business. I just, I thought, hey, if I could get 10 weddings a year myself, that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I, shortly after that, I realized I don't really care that much about getting the clients. I would like to be in a position more so that I could talk to people and, and do that. But I just, I'm not conversing with the right kind of people. When I was in university, I, if I had more time then, I probably would have outreached to people who were getting married and, and found a way that I could find people at the university to talk to. But framing houses now, I got tradespeople to talk to. Maybe they got a daughter or a son that's getting married, and that probably is never going to come up in conversation, so it's really difficult to start anywhere. That's why you need a wrap uh, for your car. I do weddings. I, I, like <laughs> I would do it. I don't know what I have to do insurance-wise, but I would absolutely wrap it. Give me a DH Media wrap for my car and I will put it on there. I'm thinking if I get, like when I get a new car, I might consider getting it wrapped. Nothing cheesy, but no, no. even, even it, like sticker decals. On you get a white car, have. black decals. That's, yeah. that's, it'd be perfect. It's so, it's so silly. Like the magnets that I used to put on my car from Vistaprint, that's illegal. You're supposed to tell your insurance company that. Yeah. So do you get what, in a car accident, the first thing you do is like, listen, my legs off. are broken. Can you please take the stickers off my car? Throw them off my car. <laughs> Did you talk at all to what it would change your, you would change your car to a business vehicle? Yes, well, it was. Yeah. But it but was already. It was already. For a different business. For a different business. And it wasn't, it was only, when I got car insurance, when I was doing baby photos, I had to call multiple different car insurance companies. So when I, I... Talk to the guy who trained me, and he said, you're going to have to tell your insurance, and you're going to have to tell them this, and he wrote it down. So when I told the insurance company, the first insurance company said, yeah, we can't cover you. I'm like, why not? Like, because you're technically, like, a delivery person. You're a freight. You're, you're delivering packages. Same reason why most people who deliver pizza are insured to deliver pizza, mm -hmm. because they, won't, they typically don't cover. And my argument was... Because you could argue that delivering baby photos to is, certain people, you're delivering thousands of dollars of merchandise. And to others, it's priceless. How do you quantify values. that? Is that where the issue is? Not the value necessarily, but the fact that you, it's difficult to quantify. That, I mean, that's, that's what I told them. I'm like, yes, technically, I'm delivering expensive photos. But if they get lost, it costs 10 bucks to replace. Like, there's... Or if I got in a car accident, no, you're not going to be on the hook for thousands of dollars of photos. No. It's going to be whatever. So the first company didn't, uh, didn't cover me, went to the other company. They would cover me, 
but it had to be it had to be under that um that commercial like delivery license for like eight hundred dollars a month. Yeah, I what said now, thank now you. Now what if what if I put a wrap on my car but I don't have anything. I don't have anything of value with me. Like if I got the DH Media wrap You're advertising. They I want, am. They want to I know. How much does that cost? I have no idea. I I don't I don't advertise on my car anymore. I took the stickers off just because I never once got anybody call. The only time I got somebody mention it thought I was in porn. Yeah, you the need hustler. to put what you do. You need well, to put the hustler. So yeah. I I took them off, but I never had one person inquire. So I'm not losing anything. It, it must be in the way you present it. I know my dad, for his window cleaning business, he's always had the stickers on his vehicle. And window cleaning is very, like... It works. It, people yeah. people see your truck. They see you up on the ladder cleaning windows. They're like, hey, I need my windows cleaned. Yeah. But yeah. that's... I would argue that, well, it's a, it's not a necessity. It's a nice thing to have. It's also more impulse. You it is it, a luxury thing. You're like... Because... I would like that. If people, if people are cutting... The budget for what you know the the shoppers drug mart's going to do this year, they're not going to get the windows cleaned as often as they do. That's for sure. Is he expensive? Would you say like yes, and, yes, okay. So, but he's been doing it for I don't know forty years. It's so. his business. It's his business. So that's good. It you can be choosy once you've done it that long. I don't know. Maybe he's had it for thirty something years. That's a long time. Yeah, but it, it's one of those things like a lot of manual labor jobs. The harder you work, the more money you will make. So I, I've, he's you know made a decent amount from it in the past, and I think he doesn't want to do it much in the future because his body's getting older and all Are you that. Gonna take over the family business? Hell no. <laughs> I, I'd like to. Do, I, we talked about it a little bit today. I would love to do a commercial or something for him. But he but doesn't the, want it. The problem business. is, is pe- people in his position have enough work. They have recurring customers. He doesn't need more. He doesn't want more. People call him from Google advertising agencies, and he's just like, no, I don't want any more customers. I, I'm fine. Well, yeah. I mean, I heard you talking about that, and I was talking with Justin about it, uh, because when we when we went to breakfast, he's like, that's a good, small, little breakfast place. And places like that, places like your dad's, my dad's, car wash, auto spa, they are doing just fine with nothing. They don't, I mean... My dad has a website. I don't know if your dad does. No. Okay, so no website. Dina's, I don't think, has a website. They have sure. well, They I might. I'd like to know. But I, I'm pretty sure Tila was, at least at least their online presence isn't. You Well, I, I think that she would search something like that just to know if we could pitch it. They have a really good, if you look at them up on Google Maps, they have yeah. lots of information relevant to their, their but the business. Thing that, the thing about them, the thing about your dad, the thing about my dad, is business could potentially get busier, but not at that restaurant. It's always full. It's not open 12 hours a day. They're open for breakfast and lunch. Which lowers overhead and other things. Mm-hmm. It's... But it doesn't need to get busier because they're always, bu- like, they're, when we were there, pretty much every table was full. It, and that was a slow day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's normally full every seat's taken in the morning. So it's the, the very, only, very popular, I would say. The only way she would increase clientele is if they moved. And you could argue that if they moved, it's not as like they're, once you move, you run the risk of just not doing as well. It's true. I, I think it's in a good location. I think it's very small. 
I can't imagine she, the rent she, there being too If much. she bought the neighbor's place out and mm-hmm. renovated, that would be a heck of a thing. Nice nice thing to, to note about Dina is she does have a website. Okay. And all of her prices are listed, and that's all the website is. There's a, I guess there's a menu section. There's a breakfast menu. There is a lunch entree menu, and there's burgers and sandwiches. I cannot see it through the glass, but I trust with, you. With prices. Well, there you go. You know, Which, straight and right to the point. There's nothing but text on this. That's there it. There needs to be some pictures. But other than that, But does it she works. care? No. She's full all the time. She's full. Exactly. She is full. She is making as much money as she could physically mm-hmm. be making. Yep. And that's great. And there are businesses like that that exist. Like that grocery grabbers. They could be perfectly fine with catering to who they need and they don't need anymore. Mm-hmm. If especially their audience is perhaps Older. senior citizens and people who would be getting the flyers that come out in the mail and they'll mm-hmm. make a call to have their groceries delivered just because they can't leave the house. Yeah, sure. If, if you're dealing with, you know, kids who would, might actually care if you had a, a commercial on YouTube or something like a pre-roll ad and they th- say, hey, I'm too lazy to get my groceries. Maybe that's maybe their old older audience is enough. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't need those kids. I mean, when, when we were talking about it with Tila and Tila's like, yeah, but they could advertise to millennials. They could. They could. Then they'd have to deal with them. Old people in general maybe just nicer to deal with. I don't know. From our business experience, has there been more conflict with, yo- well, with younger people? I mean, this year was the only year where we actually dealt with a wedding of people of considerable like age. You and I, the, the one in Toronto, they were considerably older than the average bride and groom. Oh, I, th- I thought you had done some that were perhaps in their 50s before. I did a lesbian couple that were in their late 50s. That wasn't my wedding, so I don't. I, I assume they were happy. We did the wedding this year. I mean, maybe between 30 and 40, but nothing of okay. a, most, most of them Which I don't really expect young. any wedding clients to really be pushing up. It's not as common. And if you are gonna if you are gonna get married we again, did, we did your mid sixties, you probably just do it at the courthouse. We did a was it a fiftieth or a sixth? It might have been a seventy. It was a big wedding anniversary. They were they were old. Yeah, we did that in twenty early twenty sixteen. They were not. They didn't understand. They hired us. Their their grandkids hired us for their wedding they hired us to do their photos for their wedding anniversary party it was basically just a wedding reception when they got the photos they got them on a usb they're like what is this (laughs) and instead of arguing because they had been so nice and i ended up doing the baby photos too um i got a really really good deal on shutterfly at the time like i got a free 200 photos or 300 photos. Not bad. Just four by sixes? Whatever. Yeah. I'll print them all out for you. No extra cost. I cut the, I I took the, took the price of shipping, which was mine. And even say, for instance, at a big box store like Walmart, what is it? 20 cents a four by six? No. It's a lot less. It's less than that? I would think so. I, uh, I only used Walmart when I would have a certain free print limit and I would take those free prints and go with it, have them delivered. Well, let's just say you get really nice, custom, fancy prints that are, you get to pick all the options, all the gloss, whatever you want. Two, well, say 300 wedding photos, multiply that by 0.2. Oh, no, my calculator is being a pain. Multiply it by 0.2. That's 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. So easily absorbable in the cost of oh, yeah. a full wedding package for photography. Oh, yeah. 
Now, how many people are interested in four by sixes? Then you can charge them, I would say. <laughs> if you feel bad for the the older couple that doesn't really know what to do with your memory card, then... They, okay. they were okay. They were good. They welcomed me into the house. They talked. They've been, like, obviously they'd been married a long time. They grew up in Italy. They had a good story. That's a, that's a, that'd be a fun thing to do. There's lots of people that have very, very interesting stories. And... I mean, it'd be, it'd be neat to interview some people. I think, I mean, this is a good platform to interview. I'm sure there's... there's With a proper studio, just for, mm-hmm. so people feel comfortable when they're on a there's show. Other people that have probably really interesting, interesting stories. Absolutely. And, uh, Melissa works at a, at a uh, nursing home for priests. And only priests? Only priests. And they're old school priests. Hmm. I'm sure they have. They have stories. Just get like three of them in together. You know, just I've walk out. I've said countless times, let me come in. Let me film something. Yeah. Like, I don't care. And she says, I can't. Get it. Yeah. And I get, I mean. You can't bring them out to the parking lot and. I, I, don't, I don't know if she's case. allowed to ask. Okay. Well, I don't see why not. I, I don't That's see. That's a personal relationship with a person, not a business yeah. thing. I still, I want to do it. There's a there's an old archbishop there, yeah. like, and when I say old, like they're they're ranging from 90s to 80s. Like they wow. they they've been around. They've seen a big change in things. <laughs> Stuff like that intrigues me. I was working on my um, working on my resume, and I was looking up the the religious conference that I did in Italy because I couldn't remember where it was, minus the fact that it was in Italy. So I was Googling it, and all the flipping things that I shot are on YouTube. So, like, every conference that I shot is on YouTube. It's all friggin' boring. It's all religious, fanatical stuff, which is fine. But, like, it's, some of it's in Italian, and I just remember, because they were, they were teleconferences, and I'd be st- I'd be shooting it for like three hours and they're droning on in Italian. Just like, oh my God. I think at one point I did put my iPod yeah. headphone in one ear because I, I still had to be listening Monitor. to the director. Sure. So director, iPod, and I would did it that way. That made it better. Where was the director? Uh, in a different room. Okay. So he didn't see. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that's... Certainly, and when people are speaking a different language, I think that's a, a good time that you could just zone out a little bit. Yes. And I would have to do, you'd, you'd have to make the shot interesting, but it's a person standing at a podium with a statue of uh, Jesus Christ. Because oh, no, okay. it was for Our Lady of Fatima, the church. Oh. Um, which I guess they believe in Jesus, but they also believe in that. I, I, I don't quite know what they believe in. I know the Catholic Church doesn't like them. I know that that uh, some of the people that were supposed to p- speak from Calgary were put on a no-fly list because the... Why did they go to Italy? Probably that, somewhere near Vatican City. That is something I don't know. Because everybody that was shooting there was either from the States yeah. or Niagara. Oh. And they flew us all to Italy. Near the heart of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. To talk about I think it was kind of like a, a stand up against Catholicism, yeah. Yeah. but it just seems like such a waste of money. Yeah, well, that's cool. So much it's money. A fun waste of money. That's a bureaucratic waste of money. 
Well, I made so much on that was a that was a good gig. <laughs> that was that was uh, two weeks. Every day you got paid. Days off, you're given a per diem. All the meals were covered except for your days off. I remember going into the going because I mean you got to see the, we we went. They expected us to go to the Vatican. We went to the Vatican because we didn't. Burn I'd love to entry. go check the Vatican. Out. I'd love to go back now that I know how to take photos. Because that was the first year that I got a camera. What camera was it? Uh, T3. Yeah. Whatever happened to the T3? Uh, it's at home. You still have a T3? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, I don't even know if I've ever seen that camera. That lens came with a T3. The 18 to 55. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a stabilized lens? Yep. Oh, yeah, IS2. Hmm. Um, Not bad. I mean, we can. I wish I, I should pull up the news. Canon introduced a new camera. They're saying mirrorless. it's the cheapest. Is it a mirrorless? I could have swore it wasn't. I could have swore it was a. I thought it was. DSLR. It was, it's now Canon's cheapest offering apparently, or cheapest DSLR. Oh, wait, wait, okay, which one are we talking about? Cheap, no, cheapest DSLR. I, I, I think it'd be best to make sure. It was something, it was in a thousand series. I don't know if it was a, what, a 4,000? Yeah, 4,000D. And I'd like to read the article for it. Sure. Soon as this DP... Okay, so Canon Europe has launched 4000D. It's a cut-down version of the T7 is what they're saying. Oh, so I, I was totally wrong. They did release... They did just release a... They, they do have a mirrorless, mirrorless one, too. That was just recently. The main thing with this, though, is apparently... I don't, I don't know anything about it other than it's extremely cheap because I keep seeing the uh, news articles pop up about it. It's the... Well, interestingly enough, it's the an unstabilized version of an eighteen to fifty five comes with it. Interesting. That sounds really strange as a move to make in the current day. I mean, it makes it cheap, but why would Canon make an unstabilized eighteen to fifty five? That removes its usability as a a video camera, and it has a video record button on the back. So it's a very strange move to make. It loses NFC feature of the 2000D. Does it have in-body video stabilization? I am certain that it doesn't. I don't think that a Canon camera with the Canon with Canon's EF mount could have that. Just because because if maybe it is the vignetting problems you might get would occur. Canon, Nikon, a couple other ones. I don't think they'll ever produce a camera that has in-body image stabilization unless they have a mirrorless offering or some new lens mount. Who does it these days? Sony does it? I think so. And Olympus and Panasonic? And those are the main three that you can get with it. They're called Ibis. There's a whole bunch of problems with it, logistical problems with it. For video, it makes more sense, especially if you have to crop in. That and then it kind of works. But then you can even just do digital stabilization, and it'll look pretty good. Digital stabilization has come a long way. It, it, it still looks a little bit robotic, but I imagine so does Ibis. I haven't ever shot anything with Ibis, so I don't know. The in-lens stabilization has come a long way too because that used to look a lot more robotic, especially mm-hmm. on telephoto lens. But now you have something that's a wide angle you and you throw on a stabilization, it's like you're on a tripod almost. Mm-hmm. And and if you do move and you pan, it doesn't get all this jarring sort of effect. It's, it's fairly smooth at this point. That one with the T3 wasn't 
good. No, I can't imagine <laughs> it would be, especially in a Kitlands. Yeah, that's, we, we've talked about it before, jerk people you go to school with. Bought a T3, my own money, and I mean, that was in 2000, that was Christmas 2011. So that with that, it probably would have been like six plus with tax. So nothing super expensive, but for a student, yeah, it's fine. About the same as my first camera, I think. Brand new. And I bring it to the house that I'm living, and my roommate looks at it. He was like, hmm, mine's better. What did he have? I can't remember. He's a jerk. <laughs> same one that got thrown off, like thrown out of his, uh, his, um, Apprenticeship, not apprenticeship, got thrown out of his, jeez, uh, got thrown out of his, learn whatever the learning experience for school would be, well, I'm blanking on the term, not it's apprenticeship, co-op, co there we go. Yeah, there so we go. he was a jerk all around. Okay. Hmm. And now he pretends he travels the world. Pretends that he does it, how does, how does um, he do that? He travels the world, but on a very... He, he makes it seem like he's a, a badass, free... He's spending his parents' money to travel the world. Oh. So. On that topic, I there's certain people in my life... I kind of wish I could emulate, emulate them a little bit. They will opportunistically look... And they're, they're not rich people by any standards. They will look at plane tickets to go places on a regular basis... And if they see the right one on sale, let's just say, oh, tickets to Japan, really cheap for some reason, buy it for this date. No plan. And then the, from then until the, like, the time that they leave, they make plans. They don't book hotels. They don't do any of that. They're like, I'm going to get there, and I'm going to find somebody to stay with, and I'm going to find somewhere to eat, and I'm going to figure it out. And they just go for it. And it's things like, I, I kind of envy them because... I don't feel like I have the audacity to, to think that I will thrive in that kind of situation. I could... If you weren't tied down with a, a business or a job, I could easily book plane tickets on a whim. I wanted sure. to. Like but I, most people would do it to like a tropical location or somewhere that's tourist-friendly. It just It all depends on where you would go. I wouldn't... What if a ticket for Iceland went, went hmm? on sale? What if there was tickets for Iceland and they went on sale and you just bought them on a whim? What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know anything about Iceland. Iceland's a fairly expensive country. There's not a hell of a lot you can do. You, I mean, you, you need to be 25 to rent a vehicle, so there's, there's you that. You'd be shit out of luck. Yeah, I'd be shit out of luck. You're lucky you can stay at the friggin' hotel we're staying at in Florida. Yeah. Which is a weird... I know. Restrict I, I've never heard of an age restriction. What about kids? Get well, that's just kids? it. I called them and I said, okay... The four of us that are staying, of the four of us that are staying, three of us are over 25. Mm. The other one, and I couldn't remember how old you were, I was like 23, 24. Okay. And accurate. he's a young professional. We're not, like, we're, we're just a bunch, of, and I lied a little bit if you look on everything, just because at that point I had known you were young. I was, we're, all, we're all just a bunch of work friends. We're going, we're not there to cause a riot. Like, we're, we're just coming is he allowed to stay or can I tell him he can't go? They're like, he can come. It's, we've noted it. It's fine. I'm like, okay. It's just, it is a weird thing. Very strange. Yeah. I don't know if that's to deter partiers or something. It would be. Cause as, as, uh, I told Panama you by that documentary, that, spring uh, break, spring break, uh, Panama. Where do they beach. go? Where do the partiers go? That's um, 
like some <laughs> other hotel, something lower end, apparently. And ours isn't exactly high end. No. That's... Does, it has a pool or something, right? So our hotel... Our hotel is across the street from the main Palmetto Inn and Suites. The hotel that we're staying at is an older one that, from what I can tell, they bought. So it ha- we have our own pool, and then we have access to everything that the hotel across the street has, including a beach with umbrellas and whatnot. Nice. And there will be, a, like, a food hall and whatnot. I figured the beaches down there would be public, but I guess maybe there's a... Well, I think the beaches are public, but they have, they have hotel owned. We should definitely bring, like I have a chair that I will bring if room allows, because down there they will rent you. A chair? They'll rent you chairs. Yeah, we'll just get some fold-out ones or something. Yeah, Which is it's a silly thing to rent because it could be purchased for so cheap. Oh, exactly. It'd be, it'd be nice to get one of those reclining ones almost. Exactly. Why mm. rent for 20 bucks a day? You buy one for the 20 bucks. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's neat. But no, it, it should be fun. The drive, will be, the drive will be fun. We'll be doing a podcast in Nashville, I believe, or on the road to Nashville. Now it's set in stone. we got to do it. And then we'll be doing one. We'll have to do one. Not Sunday to Sunday. We'll have to do one in the middle of the week on the beach. I think, yeah. I feel like that just has to so be we'll, done. So we'll film it ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. But we're not. Well, it's going to be different than when we went to Cuba for sure because we're not. I don't think we're going to be drinking as much. No, there there should be Maybe one small or two nights yeah. where we have fun. I But it's not like Cuba where I feel like I was impaired probably Seventy percent of my waking hours, like there was once noon hits, that's about it. Before noon, it's a different mentality. Like you wouldn't want to do it. You, you you romanticize the idea of living in the tropics. I do it all the time. I've, I've said I wanted to own a hotel. I, I you might go down. You're either going to sink or swim. You're either going to become an alcoholic down there, or you'll get bored after a week and be like. <laughs> Well, time to get to work. Uh, the The book that I mentioned on the last podcast, The 12 Steps for Life by Jordan Peterson. Still haven't bought it yet, but I have to. It was criticizing somebody's retirement plan, and he was saying that this person in their entire life had... Yeah, he talked about it on the Rogan podcast. Really? So, yeah. so the idea of this is he, he said someone their entire life had, had, I guess, built up to this goal, like, you know what? I'm going to retire at, like, 52, and my goal for retirement is to be sitting on a beach with a margarita or whatever, drink, and that was it. And he's like, that's not a retirement plan. That's a, that's a vacation poster. And it is, but at the same time, like when I went on vacation, if I lived in the tropics and I wasn't running a, a hotel or something and I just happened to be like, oh, I bought a house in the tropics, I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life. Maybe I work. I wouldn't be drinking every day. I. My, you can't. You couldn't survive like exactly. that. Exactly. Really. Either you're going to lose control and lose what you have or... I don't know. Really, you but can't do it. Even on vacation in Cuba and again in Florida, there are going to be days where I sit on the beach and I write. I get great creative energy by just not having to worry about work. The difference here or in Florida will be that I will have access to the, my phone and work. That'll be nice. It'll be kind of a luxury. It will be. But I'm still going to take time off. That's that's a big thing. It's an important thing. So. It was a different, I didn't feel strange when we were in Cuba and I didn't have a phone at all. 
I mean, my phone was kind of a clock at that point for the, the time I used it, it and before I lost got it. stolen. Yeah. And, and really, no, nah, it was for somebody who has lived a life where technology wasn't surrounding me in such a way that I think maybe kids are surrounded by it today. It just feels normal. And I don't know. Like if, and also I, I, I break a lot of phones. I'm very rough with my phones because of the line of work that I'm in. So there's been times when I have phones that are so not functional as a smart device that I kind of just use them to text occasionally, make phone calls and check the time yeah. that they don't intrude on my life in any way. And I don't really, a lot of people will say, oh yeah, I put my phone away for a week and it changed my life. It's not that much different for me. I, I have, for the most part, in, because I, I, I've noticed that it did get to be a bit much, so I will travel at least small distances without it. It, it gets to the point where I do forget about it in the car. I know we were at breakfast this morning. I went out to the car to get it, but we were on our way to work. Yes. So you want to stay connected. need it for sure. But uh, I do go without it, and... Uh, one big thing that has changed, and I, I think as you get older, you either don't do it or you end up doing it. But I have proudly, like, stopped texting and driving. That's that a, a really important one. That was a big thing. I was really bad at that. Never got caught. No. And I still, I'm bad. I'll grab it. Or sometimes if I'm listening to something on YouTube, I'll pause it, which... If I got caught, would be well. I, I was I do that stuff all the time too, just, especially because I, I will listen to audiobooks mm -hmm. as I drive or yep. something, which I think is a little bit different than the thing. I'm careful enough that it's by my beside my leg if I'm doing it. Like it's not well, mine in is, the way. Mine is in the con, like in the console. Like I'll if I'm listening to YouTube, I'll click or I'll lock it. Or. Yes, it is distracted driving, but is it to the degree? Is it any different than changing the radio station? Well, exactly, or GPS. You're allowed to push the GPS. Sure. Texting and driving is a dangerous one for sure. Like I know I've probably put one word responses back when texting. This is many years ago, but I would I would do something like that. And it is amazing how long your attention can come mm -hmm. off the road. And you just have to do it a couple times to realize, no, I should not be doing this. Well, now phone, that I Phone calls are a bit different. I, I don't, I like the sentiment, I guess, of having a hands-free system. I just, I don't have one, so yeah, I just I don't, don't answer phones. I, I'm more, I, I still text and drive but if i'm driving and i get a message my phone's always plugged in so i'll just say hey siri read yeah the message it, well that's read. hands free do you want it? i know do that's you want to reply little bit it's a little bit more time intensive because you can't just check the message but it, it helps it's definitely a lot better um i wouldn't say i'm 100 percent. it's a difficult habit to break but I don't want to die. No. I am starting to really enjoy life for many, 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 many reasons. So I want to be here. I guess we, it always tends back to existentialism at some point. Eh, I don't know where to go for that. No, it did. Like there's a million things I could talk about, but they're all just too dark and moody especially for, for a podcast it isn't going to last for too too much longer no not but too much longer at some point we're gonna have to hit it because it, it is i think we should we should do it in the form of a debate wouldn't that be a good idea where we 
each there's some kind of topic, and perhaps we we pick the points of each side of the argument and discuss how we feel about them. I don't know. You could say something about the meaning of life itself, or some something that's you know more specific than that, perhaps. I or religion. The, the religion. I don't care about offending people. So. Um, the the mentality that I have, simply put, is odds are, but we don't know. And I mean, at, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, we don't know. When I die, I'm not gonna care. Yeah, it, it would be nice to continue on because it is it is kind of weird to think that we it, have it, all these experiences that we have built up and they all mean nothing exactly yeah. so it'd be nice at to, least to us personally for and to others for a limited amount of time yeah but again we're living in the world that's the fruits of everything that our ancestors have ever put into it mm-hmm. kind of thankful for their actions oh exactly and there's even like, though a lot of the things they did were absolutely terrible by today's standards, but they still got us here. They did. It's kind of looking back at your life, whatever the hell that I decided to do with things, I got here, so it kind of worked out. Exactly. It's it's like that, uh, like uh, the short history of nearly everything. Yeah. Everything all accumulated to has this. accumulated to this. Sure. All of your ancestors were healthy enough to reproduce. None of them got killed or squashed by yeah. a giant animal. Good. Do you want to be the person that breaks that streak? Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. But hmm. I don't know. It's it's weird because we're not old, but no, I, it's e- the moment that you. I I don't know what it is, but as soon as you have the first taste of freedom, at least in my experience, is when you that. start to consider. Well, when you start to consider existential thought, just because like when I, I lived with my parents before university, before I had any experience of my own, I would say that I was mildly religious in the fact that I, th- I didn't think too much about God. I was I was OK. Sure. Maybe there's a God. Whatever. Didn't care that much. As soon as I moved out of my own, it became a pressing. It became a pressing matter in my life. Like, wait a minute. Where is this all going? What's what's going to happen? What's the truth? Have I been lied to? All these these things came up. I don't know. Um, and then the now it's kind of an inescapable thing that you have to think about lots. Again, that's that's a full conversation yeah. on its own. Um, the I mean, I don't I don't want to say we're getting I mean 25 isn't I'm 26. Uh, 26 isn't old, but even if you go by 75 being a good age or... Because we're of a very technologically advanced um, generation, we could easily live to 100. Maybe, but it could also be our undoing and that there's some kind of... Oh, yeah. Technology-based disease or something, you know. Somebody makes nanobots and they fuck us all up. We could be anywhere, God willing, done 30 to 25% of our life. Yeah. take and that's fair and yep. i mean the first the first act that's where you know the, Theoretically, the stage is set yeah. and i'm i'm ready for the depth and the ba- character based on human perception it's the longest part of our lives too i mean at this point ever since i probably hit about 20 Many years go by so quick yeah and and they'll continue to feel that way forever <laughs> he gets so flipping depressed 
when you're thinking that was two years ago. Like I met, I met, I met you two years ago. Yeah. Ooh, I, I never would have thought any of this would have happened. No, me neither. <laughs> nope. No, I didn't. Not think a chance right in hell. And here we are. And two years from now, it could be incredibly different. Unbelievably different. It changes so quick. Mm-hmm. Tila will have had probably two more car crashes by that time. So. God rest her soul. <laughs> that would be a weird prediction. If she's dead two years I'm, from now, if you're watching Via this, car crash. But it seems like a pattern. It's not that un, unrealistic. I see. I wasn't. I wasn't around for her first car crash as much, so I don't know which was worse. She tells me about it all the time. This one was fairly bad. I can't imagine concussion the first one being, wise. Yeah, first one I think was more just physical trauma, not concussion. No, like she was sore and banged up. But this one, she was pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Car. That's. The, it's an, It's another topic to discuss, and I think we probably summarize it quickly. The way that humans have vastly accepted the statistics at which they might be injured or die in a motor vehicle accident is insane. Like, it's crazy how many happen, how many people die, how everybody knows somebody who died in a car accident. Keep driving. Don't even consider it half the time when you're moving about. You make small changes, like, again, the texting and whatnot, but so much of it is dependent on... The other, other person. Mm-hmm. Every car accident, except for one, one fender bender has been the other person for me. Somebody takes my rear view mirror off at 120 kilometers an hour going down the highway. That could have been, if they, like, that could have been horrible had mm. they been. A bit closer. Just yeah. that much. It, unbelievable. Life changing. And the amount A of. week before Tila got into hers. Yeah. <laughs> and the amount of near misses that occur, too. Like, I. I've been in one accident. It was my fault. But the amount of times that I have had to ev- avoid mm-hmm. an accident, like, proactively, like, if I did not react in time, there would have been an accident. Yep. Probably every week. Every single week. Some, and then some of them could be very serious. It's crazy that we continue to do yeah. that. No, it's... Self-driving cars. Solution, isn't it? That is... Put all your trust in self-driving... Which, I don't know if it's good if we do or we don't. No, you you do it at home, and then I'll wait a little bit for the next firmware version, and, and we'll be fine. That's what I do. I'm very slow at adapting new technology. You just firmware. got iOS 11. I did, yeah. and I quite like it. It helps me. My, my tech, I've had it for a week, and my texting and driving has dropped even more in the past week. Is Siri smarter now? It automatically puts do not disturb on when I'm going a certain, unless I turn it off when speed? I'm going wow. a certain speed. That's very safe. I don't know if... And an, some Android phones do that. Mine certainly does not. I, so when I was the passenger today, when Justin was driving me, it popped up, do not disturb, and I turned it off because I was the passenger. Okay. But it goes But it on. automatically assumes that you would be the driver. Well, because you're going a certain speed. Yeah. I think it has to guess. Huh. But kind of neat. Definitely a handy. It's kind of sucky that they're so addicting to a point where the phones are now saying, no, put me down for a little bit. Well, it's almost the sense of culpability if if Apple's getting sued here and there about some kind of thing or, I don't know, whatever texting. I don't know who gets sued over this kind of crap, but I'm sure it happens. Probably thrown out of court most of the time because, you know, takes some personal responsibility. But I think Snapchat got sued, didn't they? And Did that one stick? 
because they used to put like the speed the speed at which you're traveling would pop up as an overlay which they were saying is something that would encourage people to to speed or to drive at the same time as they're snapchatting i see both ends like they i think now if you're driving it'll say don't snap and drive it, it, they did they did put that yeah so and it's the same thing with cigarettes cigarette cigarette boxes say smoking kills here in canada yeah and people buy and they die and <laughs> it's easy to out to prioritize the benefits of the now for the the actual consequences that are going to occur later instant gratification now for the consequences later that's the way that we live that's the way that it is it's it's also one of those things where you it's impossible to quantify the pain and suffering that you are inflicting in the later. Pain itself is one of those things that's very difficult to understand unless you were experiencing it right at that moment. Like I'm sure you could think of the most painful thing in your life. It probably felt nothing like how you imagine it. It's it was something that was more intense, something you would give anything to stop from happening. After the fact, it's like yeah, that happened. Whatever, not that big of a deal. I'm surprised I don't cry more. <laughs> I've always I've always thought of that. Like getting hurt. Normally it's just like swearing under your breath going, ah, fuck. I don't, at some point that kicks off from being a child to being an adult. Yeah, it's, it's a weird crying is not a response to pain anymore. No. Swearing is like occasionally <laughs> I shoot myself with like a nail gun at work or something and it hurts. I never cried about it. No, I I I, I don't know. I I swear under my breath. And I've had my, I mean, in the past year, sprained ankle, horse steps on my foot. Yeah, that was pretty recent. Yeah. Hmm. Today wasn't fun for that. <laughs> no. Your foot? Yeah. Oh. Uneven terrain and still with my ankle. That's, that's weird. For, for future reference, for us in the future, today is the day that we filmed the... Road Waves premiere music video. Yeah, for their song, their hit song, So Long. Hit. Futuristic hit. We're going to mm-hmm. sell a million copies. Go check out Road Waves if you're listening to... That's Road, R-O-A-D, Waves. And then, you know, join the audience that is probably about a hundred times bigger than what we might get for this podcast. Well, they, he definitely has, they have like 1,200 followers on That's a lot. Which is fine. And he definitely has an influence because my phone, for the most part, has been blowing up enough where I've probably gained six followers today because of him. So... Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's so many companies out there that do really, really well. That you would think would would uh, benefit from social media, and their social media actually sucks. Or you're thinking they're making case in point. There's a there's a wedding company out there that claims to be doing 180 weddings a year. They're not that much further ahead of us they might be by a multiple maybe two or three further than us on facebook but you would think that if they're doing that like there'd there'd be some sort of buzz it's not always linked and i think for for a band for instance it's not even about their ability to market themselves as like a, a tactile thing it's more just their interesting personalities easy to build a relationship with their their fans and people are going to follow for that reason and, you know, they follow because their friends are following said person and they talk to, talk them up. Whereas and if music you... Music builds a relationship. Yeah. Weddings. Nobody cares who shoots weddings. It, it sucks for us, but yeah, nobody's looking like, I need that guy. Well, no, but Unless you have the high end of the market. Mm-hmm. 
then your name is a status symbol, which is a whole nother thing. Right. And, and keep in mind, people like Caparici, we could probably both think of, somebody worked for him, I don't think their name would mean anything. It's just him and his wife. Exactly. But if he, if he hired somebody to run the videography side of things and that person was a creative genius, their name doesn't mean much until they build their own reputation, no matter how good their work is. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a status. He's built a brand on his name, mm-hmm. and that's... The problem there is, and I don't know what his insurance policy is, but we've avoided it. Dragon's Den won't invest in it. What happens if he gets hit by a bus? What are you What are you getting at exactly? There's where does the business go? The, the business has been built around him. solely him. Yeah. If he dies tomorrow, other people will fill in to shoot the weddings that he has booked. I'm sure of that. There, there would be a, there would there would be people saying, I don't know. There's there's a credibility thing, but, but I I don't. But know if he doesn't have an employee, exactly. Then there's nobody to do that. He has partners with photographers that are acclaimed, so they would sure. they would probably be a fill-in, but the business would stop after that. But, Nobody But really I don't know what his contract looks Brian, like. Brian, if you're listening to this, we'd we love to interview. <laughs> and we hope you don't get hit by a bus. Yeah. Just don't do that. You're rising. You, he's a very cute kid. Very nice little family. What I follow him on Instagram. I, I follow his, his photography, so I don't... He's a personal account? I believe so. Maybe I follow him on Facebook. I don't know. Yeah. He, at that point, I, do, wedding, I don't think. think anybody would have to fulfill separate... Who are you going to... You can sue his estate, I guess. I'm assuming if he were to die. Because people would have to sue for their wedding not being done. Or they get... Well, depends on his contract. If something if happens he says to he us, dies. we get a full refund. The, the client gets a full refund, and that's the end of the contract. Yeah. If we decide to end it tomorrow, and we're not going to, but God, if we were no. to decide, the kind of thing, it would just get a refund, and that's the end of our service. Yeah. And they all sign it. And it was all, I always make sure that we mention it. It's the, the act of God clause. If something were to happen, nuclear war, through a fire, earthquake, any type of where we can't perform, you're given a full refund, and it's the end of the contract. Yeah, that's pretty fair. So I'm assuming he has that in his clause, too. But... The company would have would, for the most part, end. If something were to happen to me, uh, put on my suit. The reindeer will know what to do. Yeah, no. that's a good reference. I know. <laughs> I like that. But if something happens to me, there's a file folder on my desktop that will explain everything that needs to be done. Yes. Done. Everybody is very aware of this folder. I know. I make sure that way everybody knows. How much does it cost to get a will done? Uh, Eight hundred bucks. Jesus. See, there's one part of me that wants to do it because it, it seems like a really functional application. But yeah. why am I going to spend 800 bucks for something that dead me doesn't give a shit about? That's true. If you get married or if you have kids, it's a makes necessity. More sense. That makes more sense. As a young, sing, single guy, if you trust the who it would go to, which right now would be your parent. Like, they would be the ones that would have to deal with it. Most everything. likely, but not necessarily, but yeah. Then... Then that's then that's fine. I had the main reason why I did it is there is a business attached to it, so it needs to keep going. At the very least, because it was a sole proprietorship, the bank account's in my name. 
you guys wouldn't be able to access it unless I were to state otherwise. No. I've stated otherwise. Justin gets the company. (laughs) (laughs) It would be bad. I don't know where that would go, but I'd be happy to work with Justin. (laughs) Uh, Well. But no, I think that we are exhausted. I'm tired. I don't know. I I feel great. I don't know. Yeah, it was a good drive. I gotta get going though. I got I gotta back up the footage. I gotta go gotta go see somebody about something. And, and yeah. Hmm. Tuesday. This isn't gonna be out by Tuesday, but watch the music video. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. Have you looked at any of the footage or you just dump it? I looked at some of the drone what footage. Do you think? I think it'll be fun. I like it. You can tell more flaws with it when when it's on the computer, but like it needs color grading. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think it was shot in the log profile. I can't remember. I don't know. Either that or Cine D or something. Or did you put it in? Did you purpose? I left. I left it on what it was because I decided it was the best place. I I think it was probably it was probably Cine like D or something. Which I hear is it's a little bit less work to to work on than a log profile. Um, that'll be fun. I can't remember. Well, the due date's in May, so we, we'll get to work on it. It'll be good. Mm-hmm. One more day of shooting. <laughs> yeah. But I am good to... This This was the sixth episode, but first episode with a name of something funny happened on the way to the podcast, although nothing funny happened this week. It's going to be kind of a... It's the The idea of the name isn't necessarily for the week, but no. there's lots you of experiences. We got to we gotta start making an effort because I think a lot of podcasters do, do this. We'll just write down things that happen yeah. about, you know, try to keep it in mind. Because inevitably something will happen on the way to the podcast and it will be funny. So Well, yeah, that's the way my life generally goes. I think so, the issue is we just tell each other the stories before we get on the podcast. Let's just not never talk. Right. I think, I, I a mean, a lot of... Successful duos aren't friends. Penn and Teller aren't friends. They're work professionals. They are not friends outside of anything. A lot of bands are like that too. Even they're not necessarily friends. They work together. They collaborate. And that's that's just it. Process is a little bit harder. Keeps things fresh that mm-hmm. way. But no, this was fun. It was good. I'm glad we have a name. We're gonna change it up. Maybe next week. Maybe make it a little bit more dramatic. Maybe a little bit different lighting solution. Yeah. We're trying. We're we're developing. We're going. But week six. That's it's a month and a half. That's pretty good. Not bad. I mean, we're being consistent. Yeah. Let's, let's hit that year. I forgot mark. that it was Sunday. Today, <laughs> when we were in Switch LA, I was like, oh, podcast. <laughs> I wanted to stay in bed. <laughs> That'd be an interesting. Just both of us and, you know, you go home, go to bed. I'll be at my house in bed and we'll just put a camera and we'll live. Because we, we could do that. We could. We will need to do that at some point. We will need to. Skype is terrible, so let's do something else. Let's Discord, chat, and do a podcast. Well, you take one camera, I take the other. We could record ourselves talking. We could talk over the phone, and it'd be probably fine. Here's a concept that I want my future self to think about, because I'm I'm not going to think about it again, probably. It'd be funny, just for the hell of it, do a podcast where one of us is somewhere with them in the western side of the frame and the camera's on the east so it's filming in the western direction and the sun is going down and you have the other person somewhere else on the planet which the sun is going to rise in the east and you know one one person's sun sets the other person's sun oh that'd be neat yeah right 
but you have to geographically plan this out. Like, I don't know how many locations there are on the planet where you could do that. It's a very, very specific know. thing, right? You have to look at the best places for sunrise and sunsets. Yeah. It's like one of those the earth sandwich things where people take a piece of bread, put it down, and someone goes on the opposite side of the earth. But the earth is flat. Well, then it's even easier to make a sandwich, isn't it? That's true. Unless you, well, I it's guess like a bologna can, sandwich. How far do you have to dig down to get underneath the earth? Like that's, a, that's a, Flat earthers do not answer the key six questions feet. I have. Six feet. Six feet. Well, no, eight feet, because you bury people at six feet, so I bet you it's only eight feet deep. I've dug holes that are pretty deep. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't reach the other side of the planet. Well, you're digging into a mountain on the other side. Mm. Mountains a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> that is another topic, too. We should get a flat earther. I don't I understand know it. I avoid stuff like that because I just don't get it. I don't get how people... We should follow Joe Rogan's way and get conspiracy theorists. He has lots of that, those. That would be fun. Yeah. There's lots of different people that I want to... I'd love to talk to a hooker. I don't know why. Not a conspiracy theorist, but yeah. Uh, just weird personalities. I don't feel like a person who is in the sex trade would be very open necessarily with what they do we'll to begin a, with. We should we'll be friends a, with them first. We'll put a... Well, I have a few. We'll put a... We'll put her behind a curtain so nobody knows who she is. Just okay. talking to a curtain. The only one that I can think of is a sex worker would be very offended by most of the questions I would ask her. So. Oh, God, I know multiple sex workers. <laughs> wow, yeah, I know, I do know a couple. All of which would be very offended Yeah, most by of the, most of the ones ask. that I know would be, you'd need to find, like, a completely open, somebody who's new to it. I don't even think necessarily that. I, some of them are kind of passionate about it. They're just very sex-positive people. Like, there's a whole realm of those people but but other people are just they, they do it but then they talk about how they're victims of their own actions in some ways which i yeah i don't know it's, it's a huge ethical debate really i don't know but that'll be future hopefully we get a not knowing about. anything about things hasn't stopped us about talking about them before no not a big deal that's true <laughs> on that note i think it is time to say good night yeah good night or good morning Good afternoon, whenever you're listening. It's all the same. It is all the same. Time has no concept. See you next week or possibly sometime sooner or later than that. Yeah, because you could watch the next one right after this. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.